Welcome to the Power Podcast with Pastor Vince Holmes in the Zion Temple Community Church. Our goal is to proclaim the message of Christ, observe and obey the Word of God, win others to Christ, equip the church with tools of victorious living and empowerment with opportunities to use God-given gifts and talents, and lastly, release rail-rounded, spiritually-minded individuals into the community and the world to share the good news of Jesus Christ. Praise God and welcome back to another week. I pray that God has been good to you and that you are ready to hear a word from the Lord today. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we bless you. We thank you for who you are. And Lord, I ask that you would just anoint this word, God, that you would not only speak through me, but speak to me and will give you all the praise, the glory and the honor in Jesus's name. May the people of God say amen. Type in the word amen there. Remember, the only way we have for a response from you is that you type in the words there. And speaking of typing in the words, anytime during this sermon, if you find that you're in the need of prayer, just type in the word prayer and we will reach out to you and pray with you. In fact, listen to this. We pray corporately every Tuesday and Friday morning at 6 a.m. Yeah, I know that's early, but at 6 a.m. Tuesday and Friday morning, you can join us in prayer and on, our, on Instagram. Our handle is at Zion Temple LA, at Zion Temple LA, Tuesday and Friday morning, 6 a.m. So send your prayer request in. You can use the email address, prayer at ztccla.com. Why do we want to do that? Because we believe God answers prayer. Amen? And we want to see the power of God working in your lives. So let's join up together and watch what the Lord does. And I'll see you on Tuesday mornings there on our Instagram at Zion Temple LA. Now, we're going to continue with part two of how do I recover from loss? Are you ready? Go ahead and type in the word ready if you're ready to hear a word from the Lord. There you go. R-E-A-D-Y. Ready. Part two of how do I um, recover from loss? Now, I know I said there was going to be a, this was going to be a two-part series, but I can tell you now it's a three-part series. And it may even be a four, but we'll deal with that next week. So let's kind of review. We have David here. He has um, come back with 600 of his men, come back from being ready to fight a battle, but sent back to Ziglag. And while he and the men were gone, the Amalekites have raided their home, raided the land of Ziglag, and they destroyed everything. They burned everything, and they took their wives and children. So David comes home with his men to absolutely nothing but to ruins. And what this, would, this would break us. You know, here in, in L.A., or in, in California, in Northern California, they're experiencing a lot of, for, of fires. And those areas are populated sometimes with homes. And many people lose their homes. And so we see people on the news who've lost everything. And they are broken. Nothing to... You can't even scavenge or anything. No pictures, nothing. 
All their hopes and dreams are dashed. And that's the way David and his men felt right then. All their hopes, their dreams are dashed. Their wives, their children are gone. And the word of God says that they cried till they just couldn't cry anymore. So if that David loses the respect of the people, they've all lost everything. Their wives, their children are gone, and they are just broken. And the word of the Lord in chapter 30 of 1 Samuel says that David found strength. He found encouragement in the presence of the Lord. So it says that he encouraged himself in the Lord, that he found his strength in the Lord. And so last week we looked at some things that David did in this process of recovery. Uh, we looked at, and one of the things I mentioned was, first of all, to remember that even Christians experience loss. It's a fallacy to think that Christians are um, not susceptible to loss, even in the presence of God. See, the whole thing is that God is in control and we trust him. But even that, Christians can experience loss. Secondly, I reminded you to feel and acknowledge um, the pain, feel and express the pain of loss. To say that I, I, I don't hurt is it's um, dangerous because it all just builds up and it denies God the opportunity. I love this. It not acknowledging where we are, not acknowledging the pain, not acknowledging the loss is um, falsehood. And it denies God the opportunity to show himself strong, even in our weakest moments. You see, you can't experience um, the God of the valleys if you never invite him into the valley, if you never actually realize that you're in the valley. So even in loss, God proves himself to be strong. He proves himself to be present. Uh, also, it's like we talked about realize that sometimes anger is a part of the process. Then we talked about continue with um, your practice. Continue to practice your spiritual disciplines. Continue to pray. Continue to seek the Lord because our tendency when in pain is to isolate. But push past that as we saw David did and it says as David prayed. Actually, he called on the priest first of all. So another thing and our final thing last week was don't do it alone. David called on the priest. Sometimes we need people to put us and keep us before the presence of the Lord to pray along with us, to encourage us. Maybe you can be that person to do the encouraging. But if you're experiencing the pain of loss, trust me, it's better. In fact, the Bible talks about how, how a two-court um, two being wrapped together is stronger, and a three is even better. It's because it's stronger. It's interwined, interwoven for strength. And so don't do this alone. David called on the priest and then he sought the Lord. And that's where we are today. So in verse 30, 30, chapter 30, verse 8, the first thing we see David doing is he's asking for direction. So that's the next thing. Ask for direction. David asked the Lord, he says, shall I chase them? And then he asked, will I overtake them? Shall I chase them and will I overtake Take them. Seek the Lord. Ask the Lord for guidance because he knows your situation. Ask him. And then secondly, act upon the response. David got a response from the Lord and it says, pursue them. He answered uh, 30 verse chapter 30, verse eight. The NIV says, pursue them. He answered, you will certainly overtake them 
and succeed in the rescue. So now he's asked a, a, a question of the Lord. He's seeking the Lord for guidance, even in his brokenness. When, when it says that David found strength in the Lord, the brokenness didn't just go away. He was encouraged in the Lord, but he was still in the middle of pain. And so in the middle of that pain, he has um, called the priest. It's not everything just went away. Now he's happy, la di da you know. Um, no, that's not it. Come on, just, just be real. In the middle of the pain, he's seeking God. Lord, what do I do? What do I do next? And it could have been out of frustration. Lord, shall I, shall I, see, shall I seek them? Shall I go find them? Shall I um, pursue Listen, call on him. Ask the Lord, what's next? What do I do? Where, where do I go from here in the middle of my pain, in the middle of my loss, in the middle of my ruins? God, shall I do this? Don't proceed until you've asked. So David said, you know, shall I go? Shall I um, pursue them? And then he asked, will I overtake them? And he got the answer, yes, go and you will certainly overtake them. Now notice what David doesn't have. He does not have the how or the when. He has a promise, yes, you will go and you will overtake them, but it doesn't say how and it doesn't say when. Why? Because built in every lesson of recovery is the lesson of trusting God. He never gives us all of the whole plan. Sometimes if he did, we think it would be nice, but I, me, I probably would have quit because I, I could avoid some of the things that, I, that I've been through that God has allowed me to go through to get me where I am. And so I would have thought, mm -mm, God, I can get there another way or I don't even need that because I couldn't see me. Can I get a witness? Anybody else? You would have said, God, mm -mm, let's skip that part. Right. If that if that's you, just type in witness. Right. Witness. Now, I'll know that you are a witness. And so, again, built in every lesson is going to come back to trusting God. I made a few notes that I also want to do here. I want us to realize that recovery will look, may look different for you than it does for others, depending on the loss. You see, recovery, it might be for someone um, that, that I can just think clearly again. Recovery for another one will be just to, to get out of bed without the emotional pain that I get, have. Um, recovery might just mean that I can hope again. Recovery might mean a marriage restored. When, when I was in school, I'm going to age myself here. I remember in, in the 70s when I was in school, uh, having a tailor-made outfit, someone just bucked their eyes like, oh, man, that was a long time ago. Uh, but anyway, um, what, I, I had a tailor-made outfit. It was popular to have tailor-made clothes, right? for special events. And so I had worked, I had saved my money. And in my neighborhood, I grew up in South LA. Um, we just called it LA back then. But right on the corner of 46th and Broadway was a, a material store. And next to that was a tailor. I think it was called Arthur, either Arthur Williams or Arthur Lee, one, one, one or the other. I think it was Arthur Williams was the name of the tailor that was there. And so 
for an event at school, I, I, I went and got, I saved my money and everything. I, I went and got my measurements done. And I meant, meant dude, dude hooked me up. I had these pants, these burgundy pants, y'all. <laughs> they were, I don't even know, I can't even describe them well. But they were burgundy pants with some powder blue stitching on the side. I was cool. And a powder blue uh, V-flap in, in the back, uh, a kind of a yoke in the back. And um, a shirt that went with it. And the pockets were, were burgundy with a, another powder blue flap on. These pants were tailor-made for me. And I had a younger brother. Right. So my younger brother would try to wear my pants, but he could not wear my pants. Um, why? Because they fit me. They were tailor made for me. And the same thing what God has when he's using us, he's taking us through even in the middle of a loss, the recovery process. And what determines recovery is tailor made for you. The old folks weren't playing when they said, baby, you need a personal relationship with God because he offers just that. And so God has a tailor made outfit for you. Someone else can try to walk in your shoes. You can try to do it like someone else. I'm giving you these things that David went through. Notice that they're, they're, um, he went through all of these, but they are not linear in their process. You may hit some of them. You may not for um, do them all and for the process of recovery. It may look different for you. David's recovery was to go and get his people and get all of their stuff. Your recovery may not be that. You may not get it back. And we're going to talk about that later. Somebody said, oh, if I ain't going to get it back, then come on now. What did I say? That built-in recovery is the process of learning to trust God. Not popular, but you know what God wants? God doesn't want popularity from, from us. He doesn't want us to preach a popular gospel. He wants us to preach a right gospel. And so the truth of the matter is, is that God has a tailor-made plan just for you. So ask for direction, act upon the response. So David gathered up his things and they went, even without knowing the how or the why David went. Check this out. Next thing. Accept that not everyone will go on the journey with you. Accept, A-C-C-E-P-T, okay? Accept the fact that not everyone will go on the journey with you. Now, everyone that starts with you will complete this journey with you. Don't be mad. Don't be tripping about it. Check out this, verse 9, chapter 30, verse 9. It says, David and the 600 men with him came to, Besser, to the Besser Valley where some stayed behind. 200 of them were too exhausted to cross the valley. But David and the other 400 continued the pursuit. Ah, check it out. 600 men, they're on the journey. They get to the valley of Besser, and four, 200 of the men just can't go any further. They're exhausted. So know this, there will be some well-meaning people. They had every intent 
on going on this journey with David and the other 400 men. But the truth of the matter was they just were too exhausted. They could not continue on the journey. So there will be some well-meaning people who start the journey with you, but they won't be able to continue it with you. Don't trip. They were good. They were good for you on that process. Remember I said in every journey, in every loss, in every process of recovery, it all boils down to the biggest lesson of God wooing us, teaching us to trust him. So David loses 200 men because they just weren't strong enough to continue on the journey. So what do we have? Ask for direction. Act upon the response. Right? Accept the fact that not everyone who starts the journey with you will be with you or go with you till the end. They were probably good for some of the past battles, but not for what's coming up. Accept that. Don't trip. Don't be mad um, with the people because of that. Trust me. It's all about trusting God. Here's another thing, and we're, we're almost done. Attend to the needs of others. Check out verse 11. Go with me there. It says this. They found an Egyptian in a field and brought him to David. They gave him water to drink and food to eat. Part of a cake of pressed figs and two cakes of raisins. He ate and was revived, for he had not eaten any food or drunk any water for three days and three nights. Then David asked him, who do you belong to? Because he was an Egyptian slave. And where do you come from? He says, I am an Egyptian, the slave of an Amalekite who destroyed the land the Amalekite. So he says, I am an Egyptian, the slave of the Amalekite. My master abandoned me when I became ill three days ago. And, raid, and we raided Negev of the um, Keratites, or Kerathites, some territory belonging to Judah of the Negev of Caleb. And we, what? Burned where? Ziglag. Where was David from? Ziglag. David now has, is in the presence of one of the men who is responsible for the loss of his family, the loss of his things, and everything is gone. And David says, can you lead me down to this raiding party? And he answered, swear to me, this is the Egyptian talking, swear to me before God that you will not kill me or hand me over to my master. And what? I will take you down to them. Ah, don't miss this. Watch this. So they come upon, they find the Egyptian slave there. Dude is, is dying. This is what's happening. He hasn't eaten for three days. He was sick. His master left him. Now, but the men of David, they fed him. They nourished him back to some sort of health. And then David was able to question him. And as the, the care, how do I want to say this? Hmm. The answers to David's next step of where they were 
and, and, and who actually did this was in the health of the Egyptian. So as he showed kindness to the Egyptian, he got the answer for his next step. So the Egyptian was able to take him to or lead him to the Amalekites. And we're going to see what happens after that. So here's the thing. Even though you're going through, even though we've endured loss, even though we're in pain, um, the idea is that we aren't so inward focused that we lose the ability that we don't let um, anger, that we don't let bitterness prevent us from being a blessing to other people so that we're not so inward focused. I can't tell you how many times as a pastor, I've gone to spend time with people who were in the hospital, seriously ill, some of them on their deathbed, and I'm going to pray with them to be a blessing to them. And you know who leaves out encouraged? Me. I leave out encouraged because those people in the middle of their pain have said kind words and just blessed me. And so the um, idea is that even when you're going through, don't forget to attend to the needs of others. You can adopt a, well, I'm the one that's hurting. I, I, I can't. You can. And in doing so, you will find that you will take the focus off of your pain and God will use you to meet the needs of others and you will be blessed you will be rewarded uh, for it. And in their kindness to this Egyptian was the answer for the next step. So that David asked him, you know, who do you belong to? And he told him, and he told him what we've done. Now, David could have tripped out as soon as he says that we burned Ziglag. Could have cut his head off or done whatever, but then he would not have had the answer. He could have tortured him, got the answer, and then killed him, but he didn't. He needed him or used him anyway, to find out where the enemy was. So my brothers and my sisters, listen, I, I want to extend, I want to talk to those who, and invite those who are experiencing loss. Right now, you, you may be broken, you may be discouraged, you may be trapped in this endless cycle, unable to break habits, um, you are desiring to live outside of the power of sin. You're, you're trapped by sin. Listen, don't let the enemy fool you and that you've got to get right. You don't have to get right. You don't have to try to be right. Here's what Jesus says to those who are broken in Luke 4, 18 through 20. It says, Jesus is reading from the book of Isaiah, and he, writes, he reads this. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, those who are without. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Is that you right now? Discouraged, broken, in pain. He sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives, those who are trapped, trapped by sin, trapped by life cycle, um, recovery of sight to the blind. You can't even see past today. Don't know how you're going to make it. A future, what's that? I'm cool if it, the day ends. You might be right there. And to set at liberty those who are oppressed, 
and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And the acceptable year of the Lord, debts wiped clean. And God says, hey, or Jesus said right then, that's what I'm here for. I'm here for those who are broken. I'm here for those who are discouraged. I'm here for those who are held captive. I'm here for those who feel they can't recover. I want to offer you that Jesus today. I want to offer you him because he is here for you. And if that's you, and you want to experience God's healing from your brokenness, you're willing to say, you know what, I, I can't do this anymore. God, I need you. We want to share that, Jesus, with you who has the answer to that. So if you would, just type in me in the comments, and we're going to reach out to you. And if you don't want everyone to know that's me, that you're commenting right there, just um, email the word me to us at prayer at ztccla.com. That's e -word, um, email the word me to prayer at ztccla.com. In the meantime, let me pray for you. Father, we thank you for David and his experiences and, Lord, how he was able to recover what was him. But, God, we, are lo we have lost in various areas. Some have lost hopes, dreams. Some have lost relationships. Some have lost people. Some, some have um, lost their, their loved ones physically. But, God, we just thank you that you are a God who's tailor-made recovery for each and every one of us. And God, as you teach us to trust you, I pray that you might meet those needs, that you would continue to draw, that you might speak peace, that you might speak healing, that you might speak deliverance. I pray against the hand of the enemy who will discourage those from typing the word me or sending their email. Lord, break the chains that bind them. Release right now your spirit that will cause them to, to be wooed by you, by the Holy Spirit. And will empower them to type the words me. And God, that you would give us the words and the scriptures to share with them that they might stand on your word. And we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name for new life, new believers, for people who are set free, experiencing the recovery of their souls because of your blood. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Just a reminder. So. To, as the process of recovery, one, recognize that even Christians experience loss, feel and express the pain of your loss. Don't be afraid to sit there for a minute because God is there. Realize that anger may be part of the process. Continue to practice your spiritual disciplines. Continue to stay before the Lord. Continue to pray. Don't do it alone. Invite other people to pray with you and for you. Ask for direction today. Ask for direction. Act upon the response to your asking and accept that not everyone who starts the journey with you will be there um, at the end or will continue with you. And then finally, attend to the needs of others. I know you're hurting, but trust me, there's some deliverance in attending to the needs of others. God bless you, my brothers, my sisters, and thank you so much 
for being here this morning. Um, yeah, I'm just grateful that, that you are here. We're excited about things that are going on at Zion. Uh, lest I forget, for those of you um, who are in still need of getting the vaccine, vaccine for COVID, on Saturday, October 23rd, 11 a.m., we will be a vaccine site again. We'll also have fresh food and veg fruit and vegetables to give away. And for those of you who have received the Pfizer vaccine and you meet the requirements for a booster 65 and over or um, you're on the front lines, you require for those vaccines. Hey, we'll have one here for you on Saturday, October 23rd. Spread the word, invite people, and we thank you again. God bless you. Have an awesome week, and I will see you on Monday at 1 p.m. right here, Break Time with Pastor V, or I should say on Facebook at 1 p.m., Break Time with Pastor V. Don't forget, you now, oh, some, yeah, my shirt. Thank you. Someone's telling me to straighten it out, but I just remember. Listen, my shirt here at Zion, we are encouraging you to dream bigger, pray bigger, and work hard, even if it starts with something small. And why do we say that? Because why shouldn't we dream big? Because God is big, and he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or even think or dream, right? And we believe that Zion, that God has called us for a great um, um, relationship with the community, and he wants to do great things. So we are dreaming big, and we're praying even bigger, and we're committed to working hard, even if it starts with the small things. All righty? So God bless you. Thank you. And I will see you Monday, 1 p.m. on Facebook. Have a great day. Blessings to you.